Oh, shit, that's the wrong button. Hey, hello, everybody. Sorry about that. I clicked the wrong button. Hello. Sorry, a few minutes late. Computer issues. But we're here now. Thank you all for sticking with us. Thank you all for joining us yet again for another exciting episode of Those Natural Ones. Couple quick announcements before we get started. First, uh, we are down Sam tonight uh, due to some sick illnesses and stuff like that. So feel better soon, Sam. Hopefully she will be better in time for Friday. Friday? What's happening Friday, Emery? Hold on us one second. Yep, it, it did it again. Why'd it do it again? <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. Mike. Here, all of us. Hey, our only fans. Can you hear? <laughs> Not our peppers. All right. So, take two. For those of you, all of you who are not in this this group chat with all of us, um, Friday, last episode of those natural ones, precious cargo. Friday at Twitch.tv/slash those natural ones and YouTube.com/slash at those natural ones. I'm not going through that entire thing again, Emery, but uh, we're going <laughs> to battle Tiamat, apparently. That's going to be a thing. So yeah. The team are facing Tiamat. Will they live? Will they die? Tune in and find out. We don't out. know. Shenanigans will probably happen. So, and if someone yeah. pissed the DM off by killing it by two-shotting two different ships, so he was like, fuck it, I'm bringing the god in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like that's that's actually the name of, of our group is... is how pissing off the DM, you know? Like, I mean, I just can't wait till we reach terminal velocity and just exit the atmosphere. Yes. Uh, other than that, uh, Scott, do you think? Hi. I'm Scott, and uh, you may think I'm here to entertain you, but I'm here to sell you something, much like oh, no. uh, the comedian that I resemble a lot right now. I'm here to tell you about <laughs> patreon.com slash those natural ones. Where you can get the Sledgematic 5000. Sorry. Yeah. Um, check it out. There's many levels to choose from. We have a weekly shout out to our Mishra patrons. So once again, thank you, Don Marlat, Forum Marlat, and Les Marlat. Um, we appreciate your continued support and helping us make this thing better. Lots of different levels, including merch and Discord access. Like this that I'm wearing right now, one of our gold level merch items last time. Again, check it out, patreon.com slash those natural ones. Thank you, Gallagher. Um, <laughs> Emery. I'm the third rendition in Gallagher <laughs> part three. There you go. Uh, Emery, where, when they're not uh, on Patreon, where else can they find us? You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitch. You can watch us on Kick. You can view us on Trovo. You can interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, Threads, X, or, or Twitter if you, you know, are real. Um, you can listen to the audio-only podcast form wherever podcasts are uh, found. Uh, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Any and all engagement helps us out. And as always, TikTok. And as always, I forget because I'm old. <laughs> 
You can also a view our old. I got a case of the old, and I can't seem to kick it. Uh, you can also watch our shorts that also go onto YouTube on TikTok. That's right, TikTok. Also, and because uh, Tumblr is a thing too. Yeah, also because Tumblr. I'm old. I'm on Tumblr, Butch has a blog on Tumblr. Love it. Butch's yeah, blog. Some updates from me and my my good friend Rick. Uh, we're going to Pax Unplugged this weekend. So basically, I'm going to sleep for about an hour and a half. And then uh, my buddy Rick and I are going to drive through the night to Philly. And uh, I'll be posting some TikToks and some live uh, Instagrams and stuff. So the real question. And I'll show you some fun behind the scenes stuff. And I'm going to do my absolute best to meet Austin Creed who's also a WWE superstar, who will be a PAX Unplugged this year. Fantastic. Um, Sounds so. amazing. The real the real question that I have for you, Lindsay, is your your friend Rick, is he going yeah. to give you up? Or is he going to let you down? Actually, do you know Rick? Rick Bot? Yeah, I know Rick. Yeah. So he's, that's, he's, he's going with me. Now I feel bad for referring to him as Rick Astley. Yeah, because he's, he's <laughs> the best. Yeah, I know Rick. So. He wouldn't give me it, though. No. Okay. Or let you down. Or let you down. No, he never has. <laughs> Thank you for that. I think that concludes our announcements. So. <clears throat> but not our chicanery. Indeed. <laughs> so, since Sam is not here, she did still write up a uh, nice little summary for me and send it to me. So, <clears throat> excuse me. As I read, what happened last time, last week, on those natural ones? So, <clears throat> last session, Arnon uncovered some interesting objects while attempting to escape the prison with Cassil. The rest of the party, in the abandoned safe house, saw evidence that chain devils had raided and placed, raided the place and made off with some of the inhabitants. We were made aware of certain objects that would open portals to and inside the Iron Tower, which was confirmed, which we confirmed Arnon was in. Following Orpheus, we entered a populated area and found the hanging bodies of some of the Resistance members. While we continued on, Arnon continued his escape with Cassil only to run into the Rakshasa that captured him. With Arnon going against the Rakshasa, the rest of the party faced off against Shane Devils who recognized Orpheus from his giant wanted poster. After the respective fights, Arnon found himself in a loop in the tower, unable to escape, unable to move forward. Examining the flower he found, Arnon was able to, through sheer dumb luck and frustration, open, realize that it did indeed open portals, each petal with a symbol, rep, theoretically representing another section of the tower. He was able, with Cassil's translation, to find a petal labeled courtyard, threw it on the ground, and Inception stepped into the open courtyard. And that is where we will pick up Arnon. You find yourself stepping forward into, you see, in front of you, probably about 75 feet ahead of you, you see a large, probably 50, 60 foot tall iron wall with these wicked looking spikes on the top. You see... You had just seen a group of two or three chain devils marching off towards your right. You look up behind you and you see this 
massive, ever-extending tower that you seem to step through. As soon as you and Cassiel step through, the portal vanishes, and you see that same iron wall right behind you. To your right, you find yourself at the base, standing on packed, red, scorching hot earth. In a bit of a corner next to the base of a staircase. So you basically you're at the back side of the staircase if the staircase was to go to your right down towards the ground. Slightly off to the left. Tower to your back. You look to your left and you see that the tower curves and you're pretty close to the corner of the tower. <clears throat> what are you doing? Is there anything down the stairs? Well, you're not on the stairs. You're beside the stairs. So, like, if the stairs are here, you're standing, like... Like, this is the side of the stairs. You're standing next to it. Is it clear where the exit from the courtyard is? From where I'm at? Uh, make a perception check for me. Uh. All you see with an 11, all you see is the wall. The stairs go down away from the tower or along the side of the tower? So, you know the stairs, the Isengard stairs? Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah, they're coming out of a main... If you look up to your right, you see a large entryway at the top of the stairs. You, however, opened up next to the stairs to your back to the wall. Okay. I'm going to make sure Casil's not a dwarf today, because if he is, I'm going to toss him. <laughs> no, Casil is um, not a dwarf. Okay. <coughs> we'll, uh, we'll stealth down those stairs, I guess. Again, not on the stairs, next to the stairs. You're standing on the earth itself. So they're above me? like Yes. Oh. You basically have a wall to your you. to your right hand side. You came out okay, yeah. to the left of the steps. Gotcha. I just thought they were the same level. Oh no. They the stairs tend to go up probably about 25 30 feet before it hit, before you see a large you can from your angle you can just make out the tip of a large ornate double door. Sorry, I'm I'm using theater of the migraine, so Ah. <laughs> Uh, I will proceed away from the tower. Fantastic. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth if that's what you want exit. to do. That is what I want to do. Let's see what uh, Cassiel gets as well. Well, I brought the big dice tonight. Yeah, you did. Tonight. That's a 19. Oh, wow. And that's a 15 for Cassiel. So you start heading out and once you get down to where the staircase actually ends and you can see over the side of it you see those two chain devils um, are actually turning and going down on the opposite side of the tower like towards the back of the tower they seem to be doing some sort of perimeter um, you look forward and you do see in in front where the staircase ends 
goes out about 50 feet. There seems to be a rudimentary kind of path way that's a good 25, 30 feet wide that goes out towards the wall itself. You have about 50, 75, actually probably closer to like 200 feet till it hits the black iron wall. You do see two ramparts on either side of that rudimentary path. And in the middle, you do see a large portcullis that is lowered. Lowered? Yeah. How tall is the wall? About 50 feet. Um, since I'm inside, are there doors to the ramparts before the portocollis then? Yes. Okay. Any, no, nobody... Don't distract me, I can't think very much. Sorry. <laughs> um... I, we'll we'll sneak around and and uh, try to see see if anybody's in those rooms. All right, so you sneak up, and in there there's not so much doors as there are open doorways. Um, the one on the you sneak up to the one on the left because that one's more or less straight ahead of you. You glance in and you see a small maybe like five foot by five foot interior room and you see a mechanism with a large iron chain um, seems to be attached to the portcullis. You do see a lever at the bottom of it. If you sneak over to the other one you notice similar, another five foot by five foot room, again uninhabited uh, currently, you do see another large chain mechanism there as well, and a lever there as well. Basically, mirror images of the same room. And the way the chain is wrapped, it would be obvious which way to. I'd have to crank it. Yeah, to you'd be able it. to. Yes, you'd be able to figure that out. Okay. I want to get that one. Well. I get this one. Just we just gotta get it up this side. Okay, we can make it maybe five, ten feet up, and then we can scurry underneath. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, go ahead and make a perception check real quick. Jesus. Fifteen. Whatever 15. it is, I might not see it. You do, with a 15, that's high enough that you are able to kind of peek out right as you see the two guards making another round. Um, You kind of get the idea of timing of their patrol. So you take a second, wait until they're out of sight, tell Kassil to run over. He runs over to the other. I'm going to do one more stealth check for him. Oh, yeah. Like a shadow dancing through the night as he makes (laughs) his way over to the other one. Um, Now, if you guys are both trying to raise this, I'm going to need a strength check from you. That's my speciality. (laughs) I mean, same with Casil's. So let's see what happens here. 
Ooh. Ooh. That's a 17. I saved it. <laughs> Ooh. That's a natural 20. So yeah, we're you, like the mom lifting the car off. Exactly. The it's like full adrenaline. <laughs> you feel your heart racing while you're trying to get out of here. You guys are both able to lift this and kind of it's fucking it's heavy. You feel your heart thing. Yeah. <laughs> I said you feel your heart racing is what I said. Sounded like thing and it made me laugh. So you feel your heart thing? Yeah, racing. Yeah, you know you feel That, like, that is how Arnon feelings. would describe his heart. Hey, that that the heart thing, you know, you and me that, you know, that like feelings, I guess. Thing. You assume when one person puts their hand like this and another brings it right up, you know, that heart thing. The heart thing. Feel it. Yeah. So you feel your heart racing. You feel your your palms are sweaty. Um, mm. So too easy. It's yeah, too easy. It is too easy. <laughs> but you guys are able to. I get myself muted. You hear the chains start, and you look out and you see that the portcullis is raised about ten feet. Booking them out. You guys both book it. Um, make an acrobatics check because as soon as you let go, the portcullis starts dropping. Oh. So to be able to run around the corner and slide and get underneath before. Good thing I brought my big dice. 15. 15. I feel like a weird so, parody to that would be like ACDC's big balls. Yeah. <laughs> So you, as you're running out, you see Casile bolting, considering he not only rolled a 23, but also has a 50-foot moving movement speed. It's like he runs out and kind of leaps, grabbing a hold of the edge of the, uh, of the rampart and kind of like baseball slides underneath the portcullis right as you run up to it. It's getting to the point where it's it's low it's probably like three feet down you duck slide head first under it and you feel slam right maybe two inches behind your toes did i get my hat (laughs) yeah yeah you got your hat okay all right well step one we made it out now what do we do that's that that's your your speciality. I, I don't know where we are. Well, our best bet is making it to the market and seeing if we can find a resistance hangout. All right. All right. So you take that's a few. He kind of starts walking. You take a few steps forward. Uh, go ahead and make another perception check for me. That tilted on a, on a two on my screen, and it was like two, 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 20. <laughs> <laughs> With a 29, um, it could be the adrenaline. It could be like just the sheer panic of just escaping, but you feel hyper-focused. You see, you're seeing details that you didn't, you haven't seen before. You're seeing in the ground itself like these 
you thought at first it was dirt, but now you're seeing uh, traces of rusted, oxidized iron. You notice that the entire ground here is iron with a little bit of dirt and dust on top of it. You take a few steps away from the tower, and then you kind of wondering if you you think you hear something. So you look around your look over your shoulder to see if someone noticed you. The tower's gone. Then you look forward again. Towers just as it was before, right in your distance. You look to the left. You still see the tower. You look to the right. You still see the tower. You look behind you again. You see the tower, but it's significantly farther away. I got my Black Lotus, though. You do have your Black Lotus. Casil says, Casil looks at you, he's like, I know it's fucking weird, but it's the nature of this thing. Come on, let's go. And as you guys continue down this roadway through these iron buildings, we're going to switch over to the other group. The rest of you just dispatched these two chain devils. Gwen hands the uh, Mind Flayer mask to Orpheus to kind of help obscure his... Chain devil bounty hunters. Yeah. One of them have a huge golden mullet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the dog. Sorry. Anyway. Say, Rhett, maybe it would make more sense for you to be the one who's disguised as a devil since you can speak. Or maybe Orpheus should be the one disguised as a devil since he's wanted and can speak infernal. I don't know. Just thinking. I think a turtle will stand out more than a stray human with a mask. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I, I think I have like the disguise kit. Too. So, like, if you have the hat of disguise, and I put makeup on you, Orpheus. <laughs> well, I've already got a mask and a can cloak. Can I roll an, an Instagram reel check? I mean, <laughs> you can absolutely. It takes about an hour. Well, depending on what you roll, at least an hour to use the disguise kit on somebody. But that's absolutely something you could do. If you all decide that that's what you want to do. Y'all have to tell me what you want. I don't think we should be wasting time when Arnon could be in danger. Yeah, that's fair. Are we ready to move? Let's move out. So you all continue. I'm, I'm assuming you're continuing the same direction towards the more populated kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, town square-ish area. Yes. So you continue down. Um, You walk for about another 10 minutes or so before this road starts. You start seeing more and more foot traffic. You're seeing devils of all shapes and sizes. You see a few, uh, quite a few tieflings as well as a few other... uh, humanoid like mortal races but very very few of those a couple uh, humans couple drow couple elves few goblins 
chasing around. You walk into this large open area, this large open square. You see, uh, actually, everybody make perception checks for me. Anything disappearing in? More foundry issues? Foundry, yeah. you gonna foundry? Got it. Um, Wait, hold on. That doesn't make any sense. What? The screen said it rolled an 18. Uh, it. And now it's showing as a 15. So yeah, no, it, it rolled a it, it rolled a four. It sat on the eighteen for a second and then tipped over to the four. Never did. It never tipped over for me. Oh, yeah, foundry gonna foundry. That's like what it just did for Scott for me, where it showed it as a two and then tipped to twenty. It's <laughs> Dang. All right, um, Butch. I rolled it. Did you? I did. I don't see it. It didn't roll through. <clears throat> All right. Son of a gun. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody. Sorry, I keep coughing. There he goes. Oh, that was worth waiting for. That was an eight. Yep. All right. So Elric, Rhett, um, well, Orpheus and Butch, what you see, it, let's start with Orpheus and Butch. Walk in here, you see this large, probably roughly 100 foot by 100 foot pretty square looking town center um you guys see quite a few roads diverging into this or not diverging but converging into this uh town center from between multiple buildings all around you Rhett and Elric you notice like I said hundreds and hundreds of beings Meandering through here, Rhett, you you start picking up a few large and small, large and small, different sizes, anything from, you know, large devils to small little imps and goblins and stuff like that, as well as some like the little hot stuff cartoon guy. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm meatwad. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Yes. Oh, no. Talk about a oh, throwback. No. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Uh, this hot pavement's cooking my ass. God damn it. Uh, El- I need that character. I need it. I need you to do that. Rhett. I need you to do that. Right. I'll play a meat wad in the next one shot. How's that? Okay, Rhett, you notice you start picking up bits and pieces of conversation. Nothing that you can really, like, there, there's not enough context to um, really see what's going on, but you are picking up words and small phrases from different people throughout here speaking in Infernal. Um, Orpheus, you, you're picking up less because you're not as observant, but you're, you're hearing words. It's hard to see in here through this mask. Yeah. Um, we're all wearing a mask. Can you just be emo Orpheus because you're forced to wear a mask? (laughs) Um, go back to the shadow fell Elric and Rhett, Elric and Rhett, you, you are seeing, um, You are seeing, starting to see signs in front of some of these 
buildings. Um, one of which you notice uh, appears to be a kind of like a general store type area. Um, and with a 15 ret, you actually notice a few odd carvings at the bottom of the sign that's hanging over the door of this one store that's probably uh, four or five buildings to your left. Okay, so do I notice the carvings, but do I is it like words that I recognize? Like, no, it's, it's, they look like symbols. They don't look like anything that you can read. And they're very small in the bottom corner. Yes. All right. I'm going to point them out to all three of them for different reasons. Well, I'm going to point them out to Orpheus first. And then if they have any religious meaning, I want to point that out to Butch. And if there's any magical connotations I want, that's the purpose of bringing that up to Elric. I don't know if it helps to like explain yeah. why. No, I no, absolutely. Them, but that's no, that cool. yes, absolutely. Um, Butch and Elric, there's no; these aren't symbols that you recognize. Nothing magical, nothing uh, religious by any means. Orpheus, you've seen these symbols before. You don't know exactly what they mean, but typically they uh, coincide with people who are more willing to assist well I'm not fully aware of what these symbols mean but usually they mean we can make some kind of a deal let's see if uh, we can't find a willing party making a deal in hell (coughs) Always Sounds a good idea. legit. Always could go idea. wrong. <laughs> if we make a deal, let's remember to read the fine print, shall we? That's so perfectly Elric condescending. Gwen, like that. <laughs> Gwen pipes up. She's like, "Hey, I, uh, okay, that's fair. Yes, we we know you resemble that remark." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you get my whisper DM? Yes, I did. I would say. Wait, what jargon is happening? Did you get my whisper? I would say probably it would be a similar time as of right now. The fuck is that face? (laughs) I would say yes. You smashed a watermelon. Yeah. You're you're probably about the same time right now. Wait, did you just make a Gallagher reference? I sure did. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm so happy. Okay, this shop with the uh weird inscription at the bottom mm-hmm. of the sign. Uh are we going in? I am. Here we go. Well, wait, 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 wait. You are on a wanted poster. How much do we want to take him specifically into places? 
Well, it's better than being exposed among hundreds of people. Okay. No, that's fair. I just want to make sure, like, people that would maybe notice you more might not be the people that are just passing by and living their lives, but the people that are standing still, bored in a shop. How about about this? I've taught you Infernal. Why don't you take the lead when we go to speak to the shopkeep? (laughs) Hmm. There's no good good thing. Time to get some practice. All right. Are you all walking into the shop then? What do you guys think? Yeah. Do you I mean, want I'm him following to, to come lead. in or stay out, or, or, or what if you? What if he comes in and just browses but doesn't talk to the shopkeeper? He just, maybe that's browsing better. and not talking is a very good idea. Okay. The the fewer people that can see him, the better. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Um, as you enter, everyone make a perception check for me. Because that's worked out for me so far. Give me the 16. Give me the 16. I'm really, I'm really okay. having trouble with this mask. <laughs> All right. So, Ew. Rhett with a 17, Orpheus with a seven, Elric with a 23, Butch with a 25. Okay, what you all... There, there, there must be food here. Yeah. What you all notice, you open this door. Who's going in first? Um, I'll, um, I'll go. Rhett, you grab... Like, you walk up to this... Sorry. You're good. You walk up to this large iron door you grab the handle it burns like a motherfuck super super hot just like everything else around here but you're able to open up the door um you walk in like while i'm spraying my hand i'm like <laughs> yeah more or less you ra- you're able to like wrap your cloak and everything around it so that way you don't actually take damage but okay. um you know, you've been here before. You know everything that you touch here is incinerating, basically. You open up this door and you step inside, and it's a very, it takes your eyes a minute to adjust. It's very, very dimly lit in here. Um, but you find yourself in a, and you all, you kind of step in and step to the side and let everyone else walk in in, in front of you or beside you. Um, very dimly lit all of you it takes a second for your eyes to adjust um orpheus what you see is about a maybe 30 foot by 30 foot square room and your eyes are having trouble adjusting that's pretty much all you see um ret you see a fairly empty room in here you see a couple sconces on the walls um no goods out in view but you see a l-shaped counter in one corner uh touching two of the the back wall and the right wall behind it you see a large thin um tall probably about six foot three dark red skinned humanoid 
with two red, dark red horns coming up, and you see folded black and red wings, leathery wings behind him, dressed in... Are the horns, like, full, or are they, like... No, they're they're full. Chopped off. You see, dressed in very nice adornments of, like, a black leather kind of uh, tunic looking with, uh, you can't see anything below the waist because he's standing behind the bar, and you see hands adorned with uh, leather wraps that go around his wrists and up through his palms. You see him look and then look towards you. He, he seems to be looking off to what would be the left side for you guys and then looks towards you. What Elric and Butch notice, your guys' eyes adjust a lot quicker. You, when you walk in, you see this man on the other side of the bar where he's looking you see a small flying imp creature handing him a large bag, probably 12-inch diameter, like almost burlap sack, and you see round protrusions inside of it, hands it over to the man, hears the door opening and instantly vanishes as the man slow, or quickly puts the bag below the counter. He looks up to all of you and in Infernal. Welcome. Welcome to the Brimstone Bazaar. You are not my usual types that I see around here, but what can I do for you? Um, I, just, I still look um, like, like in a Infernal that we're... Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, you still look like a chain devil. What were you saying? Um, I'm just going to tell him in Infernal that we're just browsing for now. And then I'm going to have, like, and then just kind of go off on my own. Like, how big is this again? Can you please remind me? It's it's a fairly small building. It's probably 20 foot by 20 foot square. And the bar itself mm-hmm. takes up the majority of that like there's probably and the bar is like the sales counter basically yeah it's an l-shaped bar and so probably two-thirds of the the room is sectioned off by that bar so you probably have like maybe a six or seven foot walking area on the left side down the left side and across the front of this room I'm kind of imagining it's like um almost like a small like comic book shop or like a warhammer store yeah basically about kind of Nice nerd reference. I like it. Oh, no, I'm actually just trying to, like, visualize that. It just helps me to talk it out. I'm sorry. Think of, yeah, weird. no, that's a that's a good way to think of it. Or like a almost like a really small little dive bar type area. OK, like you're wondering With if my... they have their liquor license. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> uh, Butch, um, what were you no. saying? <clears throat> oh, um, I'd like to look like the Goliath that I'm so practiced at looking at. Okay, so you you changed into the Goliath before you came in? Uh, Or are you changing form? No, I'm doing it it, uh, after I come in. So he will see me. He'll, okay, so he, you're doing it to, 
to so once you're inside, you drop the or change the disguise from Chain Devil to Goliath. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a neat trick. That's a cool thing. I didn't know you could do that. That's really yeah. cool. So. Learning something new all the time. Um, but so I want to tell him in Infernal that we're that um, we're just browsing for the moment, and then I want to I want to whisper. Okay. So you tell him you're to, like ask them. You tell him you're browsing, and he just kind of like looks around at the empty walls and everything, and just you see the corner of his lip kind of like raise into like this half smirk. You know, we, we're browsing several shops. This is one of one of places, one of uh, a few places we plan to browse. Is there anything specific that you're looking for? Uh, let me let me chat with my friends. Uh, I'm not I'm not quite sure yet, uh, but you know, of your many wares, sure that we'll uh, we'll find something. But but thank you for your help. We'll circle back in a moment. He just kind of stands there, crosses his arms. You see the tips of his wing, folded wings just twitch slightly as he isn't taking his eyes off of your group. Right, so I'm going to just whisper to like to them, including... Um, um, I forgot your, your guy's name. Sorry, Orpheus. I keep wanting to say Chris. I'm so sorry. Orpheus, just like you know, what are like what are we looking for? Like, is there anything that you guys want me to spam? Because like, Chris in his disguise, like I feel like it would be a bad idea for him to talk. Like, would he? Would they know? Would would they know him from the wanted poster enough to be like, okay, hey, we we're aware of this person, and like we would know, like they would know his. We don't know. Or like, you don't know. Orpheus, I'm gonna ask Orpheus if he can do an accent in Infernal in his disguise. Can you disguise Deception? Uh, uh, well, I'm, uh, I already have a human accent, if that's what you're getting at. Like an accent for that would belong in this place. Like, would he be able to do a performance check, and could I help him? Like, tonight, like so that he could talk to the shopkeeper, but, like, not... Maybe we don't, like, get found out. I don't... I'm not entirely sure how you would help somebody do an accent. <laughs> I don't know how that we'll, works. We'll do some quick exercises. But, sure. I mean, she, you could put on an these shows. By the seashore. Sure, I'll give it to you. How do a now, brown cow? Do a perception, or uh, sorry, a performance check with advantage, uh, Orpheus. <laughs> so, hang on, this is pretty good. Watch Lindsay get kicked out of the group because she's nailed it. everything at the wall. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, Holy you're crap. with a little bit of vocal coaching real quick in the corner. You're able to at least disguise your voice enough to where you believe that no one would be able to pick you out if they knew your voice. Okay. I'll uh, approach the shopkeep. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Yes. 
Are you perhaps a purveyor of passageways? Means of travel? He kind of looks at you. Kind of cocked slightly. It's a very dangerous question. Oh, indeed, and in the right company. But you see, uh, I think you are the wrong company. Uh, Say someone had some means to pay. Would you perhaps, hmm, have the means to supply a secure route to, let's say hypothetically, uh, the tower? Make a perception or a persuasion check. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you've what information you've received, but I this is not a place for that. Oh, Mird. Perfection. Now, is there something you wish to procure, or are you just wasting my time? Well, we could also be convinced to buy some of your wares. What do you have on offer? Hmm. Sure. I thought you were French, and now I don't know where you're from. I love it. It's an accent in hell, in Infernal. It's just <laughs> accent. It Most is vaguely ethnic. <laughs> what I provide is mostly sustenance. Ambiguous. I provide mostly sustenance. I have different foodstuffs and ales. Any potions, perhaps? No. Ah, we. Oui. Hmm. I'm gonna go back to the group. <laughs> Perry is literally cringing right now. <laughs> the the local French the local French teacher is cringing at your French. I just want to let you know I took Spanish every year of high school. Is that a real fun I did not take I did not take French. Yeah, <laughs> so Perry, sorry. Perry was a French teacher. That's so cool, True. guys. You guys I are think, learning so many. I think fun it was things. better. Better than most people would expect from a person that never spoke French. What do you say, Perry? I am greatly entertained. <laughs> yes. That's such a gracious <laughs> response. Oh, Perry. All right. Well, I, I go back to the group and basically explain he's not biting. What does he's he not biting, is he? All right, I'm going to, like, ask Butch and Elric, like, what, what do you guys need just in, in common? Does Butch smell food? That you see that you want or any questions that you want us to ask? Butch, you had a 25 perception. You smell something. No. <laughs> you you smell something that could be food. You definitely are smelling. Maybe uh, the rock is cooking. You're, you're definitely smelling kind of that, like, slightly starting to go bad meat smell like meat's Hmm. been sitting there for a little too long meat that needs a lot of pepper yes Uh, 
you think he has anything pickled? What what does he sell? It smells like food in here. Yeah, he says he sells food and ales. Ales? I'm not entirely convinced that's all he sells, but that seems that's all he'll sell to me. What? Why is it? Can you, can you, you know, go through your menu of um, ales and wares for us? Educate us, you know, since we're 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 traveling through. And just want to learn a little bit more about you're about the clearly store not from this. It. You're clearly not from this area. Oh no, my my infernal is is not great. But I'm working on it. In the next sentence, he says in common, well, if your infernal is not that great and you are clearly not from here, we might as well just speak in your common tongue. Oh, thank you so much. How kind of you. I sell meat. I sell drink. I like drink. I don't suppose you have anything called beers above. Beers (laughs) above? (laughs) <laughs> no that's a shame did you not did you not see my drink list from last week no I saw it yeah god damn it that was a, such so a full good. mouth of monster that I had to not that's for the OnlyFans thank you very much Lindsay <laughs> does he have any uh, Bailweiser no I sell um, drink any- and I sell meat. I would like four orders of drink. Okay. He drink four. Guys, I ordered some drink for us. Or, uh, what about? Uh, and Gwen's about like, to find out what that is. Gwen's like, what? I mean, what about five? Maybe. Oh God, five orders of drink. No, Maybe I'll just gonna let you guys try it. I don't know. Somebody's got to stay sober so and make sure that it's not poison. He reaches below the counter and pulls out five goblets, then reaches below, reaches down again and pulls out this large, like possibly pewter, possibly some sort of light gray metallic, uh, large like carafe, and uncorks the top of it. And goes over the first goblet and holds it up for what appears to be way too long before this very thick, viscous liquid starts pouring out into the cup. And you see this very dark, red, almost black liquid liquid kind of like plop into this cup. And he does that four more times and then sets them out in front of you. Would Orpheus know from his uh, time in Dis whether this liquid is safe for consumption? Roll me a history check to see how well you blocked these memories out of your mind. (laughs) Can I help him? No, because you did not live in Dis. Damn it! (laughs) 16. You know that this is not technically a drink. You you did your best to avoid these places, but you know that these drinks that they serve here are typically for devil consumption. You've never had one before. You don't know what it'll do. 
if it's safe or not. You just know it's brewed, for lack of a better term, uh, for devils. I'll kind of whisper to the members of the group, hey, be careful with this. It's not brewed for our type of stomach. Oh. Are, are we sure that's even a drink at all? That seems like it passes as a syrup. I mean, will it pass at all? <laughs> I'm not going to try it. All of you can have at it, but I am not putting my lips on that thing. That's what she said. So, um, I ask him, what, what is, what is the drink made of? Try it and find out. <laughs> At this point, Orpheus is just calling it. We already bought the drinks. You know, Orpheus needs a good drink right now. So he takes the mug, downs it all. You down it all? Downs it all. Okay. Butch will have one gulp. <laughs> okay, so Butch and uh, and Orpheus both drank. Sam, I really wish you were here to tell us whether or not uh, Gwen takes a drink of this. Let's. Feel <laughs> like she would. Oh yeah, she's take, she's bottom. She's drinking it too. <laughs> Uh, Rhett, are you imbibing? No. No? Okay. So the two of you, or uh, Rhett and Elric, just kind of stand back as... That the, was definitely an I'm not stupid, no. Yeah, it was. As the three of you take this drink to your lips. And are you okay? No. No. You... You... As this thick liquid touches your tongue the first the first thing you notice is a hefty iron flavor Wait. then i mean if you're low on iron that's actually like i mean maybe it's good yeah to you this hefty hardcore iron flavor like the worst ipa you've ever had then you notice little chunks of something in it that's kind of solid kind of like some sort of almost wafer thin pieces of something you're not quite sure what until you look down and you see almost like little congealed globs in the drink itself and I would like both of you to make constitution saving throws God, no. Fantastic. Gwen's going to have to make a constitution saving throw, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gwen got a five. Butch got a seven. 19. Orpheus got a 19. Orpheus, you're able to Oops. down. It's disgusting. It's the worst tasting thing you've ever had. <laughs> but you're able to keep it down. Butch and Gwen instantly hurl all over the floor. Every ounce of whatever this drink was uh. that you just 
spewed plus whatever you ate the previous meal all over the floor of this establishment. I hope one of you is planning on cleaning that up. Yeah, just give me a mop. I'll take care of it. No, I... Well, hold on. I don't... Can I use my fancy fingers and, like, clean it up and it won't be a problem? Like, that won't be, like, abnormal? Yeah. Great. Like, I got it! And there's fancy fingers. Hold on. I don't know why that's the sound it makes burp, burp, burp. now. And then it has like this weird like squid away thing happening. Like, so burp, as squid away. As this is happening, we'll go back to Arnon. Arnon, as you are traveling with Cassiel through these city streets. Cassiel reaches over and says, We need to find We need to find the bleeding heart. They would probably be the best way of finding your friends. And I remember the sending stone in my pocket and Elric's message that they were in hell now. So I would try to send a message to Gwen with the sending stone. Okay. Say, um, hey, it's Arnon. Made it out of the tower with Kisil looking for the market to find a bleeding heart. It's up to you. To which you receive back. How many words is that? So just sound bites, like just effects. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) An entire sending of that. Just scream puking. Literally an entire yelled on. Yeah, an entire sending (laughs) of just puking all over the place. I'm gonna say so. The party seems about normal. <laughs> I I know a place. Let's let's get there, and I know I know someone who might be able to help us. Um, we'll get with them, and then hopefully they can help us find your friends. Follow me, and he takes you through probably a good twenty minutes or so of weaving through these alleyways before you come to a large courtyard area. Um, He kind of walks you over to this one building, and on the sign you notice Thieves Can't written. It says, uh, which you you have a level in Rogue, so you speak, or you know Thieves Can't. You see the it's written... The path above starts below on the corner of this sign. And as Cassiel opened... Uh, recognize that. It's not really something that you've heard before. No, I mean, I was asking Cassiel. Oh. Can you read that? Oh, you're asking Cassiel. He's a... Yes, that is... Uh, this is an old place. We haven't used it in quite a while, but unfortunately the, the noose is t- 
tightening, as it were. So we're running short on options. Hopefully, whoever is the proprietor of this place now will still be able to help us out. He grabs the large iron door and starts opening it. And from inside, you hear... (laughs) (laughs) It keeps happening. And as you open the door, you see standing behind the a counter is this large red-skinned creature with red horns and folded leathery wings. And on the ground, you see Butch and Gwen heaving and vomiting every ounce of liquid in their insides all over the floor. As Rhett, guys are best friends. as Rhett is standing next to them, constantly trying to just fancy fingers the vomit off of the floor. Where's it going? I feel like the astral plane is just a lot of floating chunks of vomit. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, Orpheus and... Elric, you hear the door open, you turn, and you see Cassiel and Arnon step in. Hey, guys. What oh, what's this time? What took you so long? I had to kill a Rakshasa. Probably shouldn't butch, say that. Butch waves. How... I have so many questions. Also, that's America and butter sauce. Gwen says, "What did you drink?" In in the middle of puking, Gwen's like, "Oh, hi." So you got the message. I got yours. Yeah. Sorry about that. She turns into a small animal, or like turns in like. Shapeshifts into something else. Will she be, like, less vomit? No, she'll be, like, what we do in the shadows, vomit. (laughs) Oh, no. Fantastic. (laughs) It takes a couple minutes, but the vomiting between uh, Gwen and Butch subsides slightly. To the point where you're you still feel rumbly rumbly, but you're you're able to take a few breaths and kind of recoup slightly. I'm going to kinda try to say in like a whisper privately to Orpheus. Was that blood? Not quite sure what it was, but I wouldn't recommend it. How in the hells, the one we're notwithstanding, were you able to keep that down? Well, there's not much worse that could be thrown at me or my intestines after spending 10 years down here. At least it's not Jaeger. (laughs) <laughs> as you're saying it's still worse as you're saying this you see the the person behind the bar grab one of the two goblets that 
were not touched, kind of like, you know, wafts it around and takes a big gulp of it. At the sight of Arnon, Orpheus becomes significantly more relaxed, like to the point that everybody can see that he's not, you know, clenched up and angry and tense anymore. Did you, you guys relax your armor? butthole? Is your butthole nice and relaxed now? No, because of what I just drank. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a feeling that it won't be uh, relaxed for a long time. Oh, my God. It, it, also, yes, Arnon, we do have your armor ready for you. I'll, uh, I'll change out. It's probably smart. Casil, you, you know this individual? I kind of point at the shopkeep. Casil walks up, or looks up, he's like, no, but I assume we are about to get very well acquainted. He walks over to the bar, kind of posts up slightly on the bar, and in Infernal, so the only people who would realize what he's saying are Orpheus and Rhett. Says, my my good fellow here. We noticed the markings on your sign. <coughs> we are looking. I believe we have a few friends in common. To which the creature behind the bar kind of strokes his extremely pointed chiseled chin. With, and you see these long, black, almost claw-like fingernails as he scratches the chin. And he looks and says, what is it? What? Sorry, I'm mixing up my accents. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 he, he, he. Le, you can oh, add one to your oh, repertoire. He, he, he. Sorry. Anyway. I'm not sure what you're talking about. To which Orpheus says, or not Orpheus, fuck. Cassiel looks at him and says, The path above leads, or the. Fuck, I forgot what I said. <laughs> the path above le- starts below. You're cutting out there. Hey, am I? Sorry. God, there sad. you go. Sorry, I think I was a little too far it's away like from it's my It's like it's all failing me again. It's clearly yeah. me. Uh, Cassiel restates what was written on the bottom of the plaque to which the bartender looks at him and says I purchased this establishment a couple cycles ago what's written on the uh, the sign is none of my concern <laughs> now unless you are willing or unless you are looking for food and sustenance. I don't believe that there's anything I can help you with. Have I cleaned all the vom? You have, yes. Great. At this point, Orpheus walks forward and puts his mug on the table. I'm going to give him, like five gold 
for the trouble. Like, apologize. Like, thank you. Apologies for the mess that is now clean, but apologies. I'm just like, slide it over. He just kind of nods at you. I'm just going to double gunpoint, like, mm-hmm. like, slowly, like, into the hedges. And everybody make a perception check for me real quick. That's a lot of dice and no numbers coming through. Hey, there we go. Butch with a 22, Rhett with a 22, Arnon with a 21, Elric with an 8, Orpheus with a 9, and Cassiel with a 14. Butch Still can't see nothing through this mask. Yeah. Butch, Rhett, and Arnon, you notice while he's having this conversation with, um, with Cassiel, you notice one of his hands going underneath the bar and kind of looks like he's messing with something underneath for a minute. Before he guys pulls, grabbing his junk. Before he uh, reaches his hand back up and kind of crosses his arms again. Maybe we should go. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Are you? So you're leaving the establishment now. Yep. Okay. Uh, Arnon, you would not have had time to don your armor yet. Because you guys were only you were only in there for a couple minutes. Okay. So Arnon's still in his fancy dress as you guys leave the establishment. You can put it on later. I'm gonna look like a chain devil immediately before I exit the door. Fantastic. Cassiel looks at all of you and says, well, that was less than helpful. Any ideas? Cassiel, do you know do you know what's left of the bleeding heart? Unfortunately, I don't. I was taken shortly after you guys left. They... The... Devils made their way through the door that you had painted onto the side of Mintiri. They cleaned out our safe house. They captured me and a few others, and then... I don't know what happened to the rest. I... I and I haven't seen... Unfortunately, I've been stuck in the tower ever since, so I haven't had any contact with any of the other cells. Well, chances are pretty good without one of his leaders and myself. The Bleeding Heart may be compromised. I'm not sure that there's much left here for the Bleeding Heart to do. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Well, you ready to meet your sister? You have a way of getting us out of here? Well, we have the means to get here. Certainly we have the means to get out. I look over at Elric. (laughs) 
You do realize this takes a week to recharge. Hey, Rhett, so your mom. My mom. Yeah, she kind of turned into a cat and stabbed me. And took me here. What? I think after she was hitting on me, actually. Kind of weird. <laughs> this is a weird, this is a weird joke, Arnon, but I'm glad that like you're opening up and like feeling comfortable enough to like joke with all of us. And, but this is not fun for me. So what? Yeah, your mom, the Rakshasa was disguised to your mom. Well, maybe Red has two moms at the time. I I only saw one so, of them. So 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 we Is your mom like super horny? <laughs> oh no. Hold on, hold on. I have to get the time. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, I think I'm going to be learning more about elves in this moment. Um you know, I don't really dabble in the knowledge of whether or not my mom is super horny. Um but well, she doesn't really seem much out. like a sexual being. Mm-hmm. So I, I I I would venture to guess that that was not my mom. Um so that's that's a whole that's another level of concerning because if that wasn't my mom, but I'm pretty certain that was my dad, we need to know what has happened to my mom and get back to my dad. Well, if it was your mom, that kitty can purr. Well, this is uncomfortable. Um, Man, look at that. Almost 10. Time for a break, huh? Oh, I got that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I am am now very concerned about uh, getting back home. Um, to see what's really going on. I think that we need to talk to the twins. To which? Uh, the my twins, not oh my not God. these twins that are, but but the twins that are back in my home, not the twins <laughs> in the overall arc here. So is your uh, how's your dad doing? TBD. Because if that wasn't my mother, I'm not sure if the information that she gave us is actually accurate or not, so. What information are you talking about? And uh, you would know that the information that your mother gave you was after Arnon disappeared. So more than likely. Actually, go ahead and roll me an insight, a post that scene insight check real quick me yes you can do it at his advantage since it's your mother you know your mother your mother <laughs> your mother does she oh, yeah. with a 25 natural 20 he, you your are mom is super horny your mom yeah your mom is so horny now <laughs> um with a 25 you can tell you're pretty confident that the person you were talking to the entire time was your actual mother. 
the Rakshas, you, you, you're not sure what, who Arnon was talking to and who, and when the Rakshasa disguised itself as your mother, but you are pretty confident the person due to her mannerisms, the way she spoke to you and everything else, you're pretty confident the person you were speaking to was your mother above board above game the rakshasa was never your mom in front of you the rakshasa what happened what ha- happened was the rakshasa was in was uh knocked out the one butler was mimicking the butler until it got arnon alone then it switched disguises to be your mother sedu- tried to seduce arnon and then was you're waiting for him in his chambers while your mother was in her study the entire time. So that wasn't actually your mom in the library? No, it was not her mom in the library. No, she was somewhere else with a candlestick, though. And that's, <laughs> we need to remember. I so, believe it was the conservatory. That's a little more information than I was going to give you, but you rolled a natural 20, so I, I just figured above board we'd give you the entire what hey, happened. Boundary, like, thanks this time. So theoretically, what your mother told you at least was the actual story from your mother. You feel like she was telling the truth. You feel pretty confident that your mother was telling the truth. You know her well enough to know more or less when she's lying. So. All right. Well, then I don't say that to Arnon. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I yeah. if I knew that, I, sure. it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, then okay, then my dad is sick. Like for real, then. Yes. Uh. Well, according to Elric, we're still here for at least a week, so we'll need to find somewhere to stay, and maybe we should try to figure out what link there is to your father's illness. What what do you mean, Link? To the past, when he got sick. He made a deal. Oh. With? I don't remember uh, the name yet. Yeah, as... Trying to remember. Happened to be a certain devil that you freed from an ice prison. Oh, no, not that one. Is that Levithith? Levistus, yeah, that, that's the one. Yeah, that's what I said. Levithith. Oh. <laughs> so were you able to I figure had to hold out my what tongue exactly because my brain kept saying Leviticus, dad? and this is not, that's not what it is. Not what that's it. the famous demon, Leviticus. <laughs> I'll let you guys know like the level of idiocy like, like all of the, like, the things my brain retains that are just that's, not correct and I'm aware that they're not correct but that's what's in there anyway oh my like, god I actually know the answer to this but but I, I don't it. it's beautiful <clears throat> the like those natural bible studies <laughs> what's wrong true. with your dad what well, he's well. I mean, as we all know, he is. He is human, fully human. Sadly, uh, 
Hearing that, Orpheus just kind of raises an eyebrow. Now you smell what the rock's cooking. Oh no, still happening. Um, uh, I suppose we can talk. No, about he's you he's on his deathbed. He can't he can't speak. It, it appears that he's on his deathbed and can't speak in full sentences. So, um, you know, in addition to retrieving you, my mother is just to do some investigating. And I was asked to, uh, you know, I, I spent a few moments with my father because I, I assume that we probably will not figure this out on time. But I'm also a pessimist who likes to drink a lot. So that's where we are. What were you sent to investigate? You're gonna have to help me out here because, like, think of the, the details of that. Like, you're, you're, Nick, you're gonna. Okay, Arnon's not. Arnon was not present for that conversation, so he doesn't know that the demon that we have to kill anyway is trying to make a portal into your dad. So we should kill him while we're here. What he said. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so we'll just say that you said that to me. Yeah. Wait, sorry. It. sorry, everyone. I'm not great at this. Since we're here for a week, <laughs> maybe we should figure out where that guy is. And yeah, I'm. I'm figuring cross him that, off the list. That your father is dying from old age, and the devil is preying upon your mother's desire to keep him alive. So they've been using magic to keep him alive which is giving the devil the opportunity to try and enter the material plane through his body. It's not very nice. Let's hope we can find some cold weather gear. Hey, do you think, Gwen, do you think if we got a hold of your dad, he might be able to get us out of here quicker um more quickly fa faster if you remember I right i we haven't seen my dad in quite a while he kind of you know fucked off um doing his own oh, thing oh i know uh we can but we he can, might be interested in a pit fiend trying to enter into the material plane i mean that might we, be something we can try but he seems pretty um, any of the other elders of the of the church maybe the general I don't know we can we can try him but he's the fact that he just kind of fucked off without even saying goodbye is uh, Wait, why would we need Hymir he doesn't know where people stay in hell no, it's just someone, anyone who can get us out of here. I'd rather not make a deal with one of the locals, no offense, Orpheus, in order to get back to the material plane. Oh, wait, are you suggesting we travel on the river again to get down to a no, I'm level? suggesting that we spend, I assume you guys use the amulet to get here? Yes. I, no. I'm suggesting that in the wait, the week that we have to wait, for it to recharge, we find out where this pit fiend is and come up with a plan to off him before we are able to leave. Since we're going to have to come back here eventually 
and kill him anyway, because if you don't kill him here, they don't die. They well, just come back here. Try and find out who his enemies are and ally with them. Well, I think step number one would be, where is he? All right. Seal. You wouldn't happen to know this devil's, this pit fiend's name, would you? Did they mention a name? I only have the symbol. I can draw the symbol for him. Did, uh, did, did they mention a name in the conversation I didn't have? I don't believe so. Please. Weird story. We've killed him once already. Kind of by accident. We did. We severed his head. Anybody have a minor image or illusion or whatever? Um, what? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Minor uh, illusion. Minor illusion. You can show him what it, it looked like. I think my sky pirate does. Oh, well, he can paint it on the door for him then. <laughs> 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 Looks like I'm painting again. All right. Before you do that, I have, I have a potentially be, dumb question. Yes. Like, would performance, like, does that also count for things like art? Yes. Like, I don't. Okay. Yes, it does. So, like, if I also tried, if it's not successful, mm-hmm. like, can I also try? <laughs> or, like, is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, But before we get into all of that, we're going to go ahead and take our break because it's after 10 o'clock. We'll be back in like five, 10 minutes to see what happens next. So stick with us and we will be right back. And we, damn it, I hit the wrong button again. Hey, there we are. Now we are back. I keep hitting the regular one. So then all the things are screwed up because it has Gwen there. Anyway, we're back now. As you all leave this uh, pub, bar thing, and are discussing as you are walking. Blood bank. Blood bank, yeah. As you are all continuing your discussion. Let's pick back up. What are you guys talking about? Where are you going? We need to find some sort of inn or haven where we can... Try to come up with a plan for what we're doing here. I'll scratch out that symbol for the pit fiend for Casile. Uh, See if he recognizes it. Mm, let's find out if he recognizes it or not. Where is my history check? There it is. It's a 15. He's like, symbol looks familiar. I've seen it a few times. Um, you said this was a pit fiend? Yeah. Big ugly fucker. Uh, as we're walking, uh, I'm going to use some ink to draw as best as I can the head that was severed in an hey, attempt um, to help identify above game question did, did the the pit fiend that we fought when we uh, saved Gwen 
did we recognize it as the same? No, it was no, it was a different one. Okay. Um, and I believe, uh, Rhett, you were saying you wanted to assist him with trying to do that, correct? Well, I, sorry, I, because I saw it too, right? Yeah, you were there. You were so all there. that's why I'm, I'm like, I feel bad because I don't, I don't know how to say this. I don't know which thing would be better. I don't know if, like, I should help him or, like, I should use my own performance. I would, I would do your own performance. Am I allowed to ask him what his, what his performance is, or? You would know, you would know that you are a performer and Elric is not. You should both draw, make it a race. I mean, yeah, you can also do that. You can also do that. You can all, you can both draw at the same time as almost like a. So if you would like to do that, yes, both of you. Roll me performance checks. Above game, uh, Elric has a plus five. You have a plus seven, so it's fairly close. Okay. Let's find out. Let's let's find out who remembers better. Oh, oh. shit! Uh, uh. I mean, I'm not gonna beat that <laughs> just for posterity. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh my god! Wasted all happened. of the luck. Yes! Oh my god. god. I'm gonna do my best performance of all Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) So you see uh, Rhett. With the drawing, let's go. You see Rhett and and Elric both kind of whip out these paints and uh, sketchbooks and all of that, and Elric's painting in the back of his. the back of his book, Rhett's painting on a piece of scrap or whatever she has, and <coughs> like it together in this three D motion hologram. Yeah, they <laughs> and like they do the whole the like fleeing like quartered and sliding down like this. Poof, at the same time, you you see both of them with almost these identical immaculate uh, images of this pit fiend. Um, you see the long horns and the gnarled teeth. Uh, Casile looks at both of them and is like, well, this is very impressive that the two of you uh, drew almost the exact same thing, especially considering you said how long has it been since you fought this thing? Months, at least? I made mine with macaroni. Well, uh, between the symbol and this face... I believe this face. This face. I believe the pitfin you're looking for. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It's one of Dispater's generals. It would make sense that he would be here, especially considering the things you told me about the Tivolis being the harbinger of whatever ill fate is coming to the material plane. I'm not familiar with the name of this creature, however. Dispater typically keeps his closest generals, well, relatively close to him. If we were to find him, he's probably going to be in the tower. I was afraid you were going to say that. Is there a pit fiend petal on this flower? I don't remember seeing. A, there was How about no, like a devil's break room. 
God damn it. Wait, do you think that they have vending machines? Yeah, I bet it has some of that awesome drink in it. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, you want to try the drink? It's uh, Arnon, you want some drink? B L U with an umlaut. Stuff. It's not Sunny D. B it's just drink. B L U with an umlaut D. Blood. Blood. You just wanted to say umlaut. Maybe. <laughs> I took the name of that drink we just had. I took two years of German. <laughs> I like saying umlaut. After you drink it, you're gonna be umlaut. I believe, unfortunately, I just the, a little up, Jack, just with the conversation. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, the probably the best place to find him would be the tower. Next shop we go to, I'm going to get us some ginger so that we can, you know, settle our stomachs. Hang with the locals. So the two of you just came from that tower. Yes, and it's not exactly uh, a pleasant place to be. I've been in there since about the day after you left. Mm. My condolences. It happens. I assumed that you all ran into some serious issues. We never heard until Calliope messaged me a couple days later. I didn't want to worry her, so I did not mention the fact that I was captured. Well, obviously we saved uh, Spooky over here. Well, then your mission was a success. Hopefully our next one will be too. It has to. In either case, we need to find a hideout. Uh, make a perception Here's check, everyone. Uh oh. Come on, load. Ah, there we go. Okay, so. Rhett with a 13, Elric with a 15, Arnon with a 24, Orpheus... I had a 15. No, I didn't. Fuck. Orpheus with a 17, and Butch with a 16. You all are standing there having... or walking through the streets, having this conversation. Arnon, you hear coming from an alley. You hear... You look over. You don't see anybody. But you hear... Over here. Hey, over here. (laughs) All right. Just a dark alley. Just an alley off the side, and you hear... Hey, hey, come here. I'll just... Over there letting air out of tires. Just... Just uh, stop everybody. Go check it out. 
As you all walk and enter this alley, you see a few people walking past, no one in the alley itself. You see refuse and detritus throughout throughout this alley. You hear that kind of calling whistle sound coming from seemingly right in front of you, but you don't see anything at first. And then suddenly appearing in front of you is that same is the same creature that Elric and Butch saw disappear inside the shop. The small winged imp creature floating, flying, flapping its wings a few feet in front of you. And Arnon didn't see it. No, that was before you showed up. Wait. You're that imp from before. As I'm pulling out my sun sword, I stop and say, oh, you guys recognize this thing? Yep. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Um, we had to make sure, we had to make sure you weren't spies. We had to make sure that you weren't them. And are you sure? I mean, I've been following you ever since. I've been listening since you came in to the shop. And I've been uh, following you since you left. You sound pretty sincere about what you came here to do. Um, I don't believe that you would have been having that kind of conversation alone, seemingly alone, if you weren't legitimately part of the movement. You have your colors on you? Me? No. I'm I'm just an imp. Mm. What, do you recognize this guy? And I point at Casil. He looks and he says, I think so. I think I've seen him around. I've, I've, I'm... So you have to understand, I'm, imps... Like us, we, we, we're kind of the bottom rung here, down here. We're a step above the lemurs, lemurs, however you want to pronounce it, depending on your accent, I don't know. Um, Uh so we don't really partake in the heart. However, we also don't, we, we go where we're, we go to who treats us the least bad, basically. And Zonas has helped me, and I have helped him. So we have we have an understanding. You guys thought about unionizing? <laughs> God damn it. I don't know if you're aware of this, but th- those kind of organizations don't fare well in the hells. Probably stop them out pretty quick. Yeah. Like Amazon. Yeah, pretty much. Can I, uh... I'm sorry, sticks. Can I do an insider perception sure. check? To insight. Insight. Just to see if he's honest. Can I do one, too? Sure. Yeah, yeah 13. Which is... I'm pretty suspicious. 
You're going to stay suspicious. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, with a 13, he seems... He seems legitimate. You can't... He's kind of hard to read, but he seems like he's not really... I don't like him. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't like him. If I we're going to continue talking, I suppose there's a safer place to do that. I mean, I know you guys just left, but again, uh, I think Zonus can help you. Who? Z- Zonus? The the guy you were just talking to? The Cambion? The lovely Zonus. Lovely drinks. Okay, the, the Cambion in the bar. The barkeep. Cambrian. You would know what a Cambrian You would know what a Cambrian is. A, a type of devil. Oh, the bartender. Yeah. yeah. You would know with your pit or your uh, blood hunter background, Cambrians are kind of hybrids that happen when devils mate with humanoids. Um, they're more. They're they're more closer to pure blood devils than tieflings. Tieflings are usually created by some sort of pact, whereas Cambians are actually birthed through a mating process. Like BG3. Possibly. Yeah, you can uh, get with Will's patron. Of course you can. Just FYI, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually cross that off the list. <laughs> well, since we've been vetted, perhaps we should go back in and try this again. Didn't he basically tell us to fuck off like five minutes ago? Yeah, he did that because, again, we weren't sure if we could trust you. We, oh. you, you've got to understand, especially recently, ever since ever since their hideout was found, the devils are on high alert for anybody who has even spoken the words Crimson, or Bleeding Heart. You mean you, you couldn't trust this face? I don't trust any face. <laughs> Good policy. Right. So, let's go back in and try this again. Let's try that again. The best lead we got so far, so might as well. All right. So you see the imp go invisible again. I have to stay out of sight, but I'll be with you walking back. It's probably smart. And as you all make your way back in, you open the door and you see the person you assume is Zonas standing there. Didn't... Did you guys come back to waste more of my time? I came back to change. You see the imp pop up and he's like, I I followed them like you asked and they seem legitimate. 
You legitimate, you say. So we are supposed to trust these creatures. They, they seemed they seemed to be legitimately trying to escape, or at least uh, apparently fight a pit fiend. He, to which Zonas just kind of chuckles. This rabble is going to try and fight a pit fiend. Wouldn't be the first time. Arnas putting his armor on. Hey, Butch, can you get the strap? Yep. You see making Butch bend down for a low strap? No, that's right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Orpheus is right. We have eliminated him before. This time we're going to make it a little more permanent. Hmm. Should be interesting. So what do you need from me? Information and a roof. Uh, both I Main have. Age location. Both I have. However, both come with a cost. What's your price? Hmm. My price. He kind of scratches his chin again with those long, black, claw-like nails, and he say, well, when not satisfying the hungers of the denizens of this corner of the city, I am a procurer of goods that are typically not found in the hell's Gold, I could give or take, doesn't really buy much down here, as it were. I collect stamps from Shan. (laughs) What is of value to me is things that are not accessible, things that are illegal, things that are difficult to come by. Like apple cider? Do you spice? You oh as, do you say like apple cider? Absolutely, we have. I know he, we have a jug of alchemy. He chuckles as he reaches down, and he pull under the bar and pulls out that bag that you all saw. Ironic. Lets it go. It drops. Opens up, and you see three or four ripe apples roll out of it. Mm. Ironic that that is what you chose. What is considered illegal down here in Dis? Just so you see, bag is full of ripe apples. (laughs) (laughs) How about hard hard candy? Hard candy might come in handy. Huh. Giggity. Gross. 
Well, here's a down payment, then I'll whip out the solid rock of hard candy. Oh, God, I forgot about uh, the rock. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Smash it onto the onto the bar hard enough that a little piece chips off that I then put in my mouth. He picks up Do one. We still of, have that. Uh... <clears throat> he picks up one of the apples and kind of shines it on his coat before taking a bite. And he's like, for some reason, these delicacies are forbidden down here. And I can always find plenty of people who want to imbibe. Well, they probably spoil really fast. Indeed they do, which makes my job even more difficult and makes these type of goods extremely valuable. I mean, it's also going to be a health hazard. I'm not certain health hazards of that type are a concern down here. So, like, speakeasies in hell are just like a bunch of people eating apples? More Fresh or less. fruit! More or less. Fresh fruits, a... vegetables. Awesome. Any kind of... Strawberry? Any... Strawberries? No. <laughs> any kind of... Uh, any kind of sustenance or special things that come from outside of the hells. How about an avocado? Avocados were created in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Irrigation problem. Hold on. I I do not support this as part of those natural ones. I I am an avocado fan. So, yeah. avocados are like of Chipotle. I support this one hundred percent. Avocados are like. Hey, you guys. Uh, okay. Our first fight. Our first two. live fight. Okay. Great. First off, so. there's there's two issues with avocados. One one <laughs> they're basically just butter with skin on them and have no solid flavor. It's all just fat. <laughs> two, it's like not ready, not ready, not ready. Ripe too late. <laughs> I feel like you anyway. have a lot of, of like, hang-ups about avocados, and yeah. I'm worried about your mental health. I mean, at least he's got a stance, you know. <laughs> he got to stand for something. Avocados are the devil fruit. Something. Anyway, so you're like, moving for, on. For skinned you're Nestle. You're like four Nestle stealing the water in the desert that the avocado farmers have yeah. stolen. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Like, That's where I thought you were referencing when, you know, avocados are literally from hell. No, I didn't. They're grown in that big desert. <laughs> I didn't know that, but anyway. All right, moving on. Um, Tangent mean, completed. Yeah. I mean, Mexico's pretty hot. Yeah, it's like Is northwest there- Mexico. Avocados from Mexico. All right. Anyway, Butch. Does your clientele have any interest in clean, fresh water? Water is not so much of a concern for us. However, nut milk. I'm not familiar with what that is, but I am intrigued. Butch. Oh. Um. Nut milk. Me. Do we have the um, the bag? In the bag. In the bag. <laughs> I will hand you 
the jug. Jug handoff complete. Do you, Arnon? You now have the jug. Nut milk, boom. <laughs> so, yeah, All right, my... He pulls out a goblet and sets it on my the bar. My friend, enjoy. Pour, 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 pour. He looks... The milk of nuts. It's so thin. Kinda it's actually s- quite rich. Kind of swishes it around in the goblet slightly and sticks his nose up like some sort of satanic sommelier and takes a sniff and then satanic take- sommelier <laughs> oh my god I hate you it's so great <laughs> I'm so angry at you, you I'm so time angry stamp. because I'm not I like that's burned into my brain forever like I'm gonna say it did like, you I, like, did you mark yeah. the timestamp? God damn! I, I mean, no, I did. I wasn't going to tell okay. you until later, oh but yeah, gosh. I did. Twenty-eight. Oh Fantastic. Takes a sip of it, and he's like, "Hmm." God damn it! Interesting texture, interesting flavor. I I think I know a few people that might be interested in this. See, this is my kind of guy right here. Wait until I get you a meat Sunday. <laughs> Mm, yeah, you'll like that. Oh, I have something like that. And he reaches down and slams this big, gross pile of, like, bloodied, raw, fatty, sinewy blubber, almost. Is there a, is there a cherry tomato on it? Because if not, it's not a fucking meat sundae. Or- Orpheus pulls out one of the... Uh- Pieces of beef jerky that Butch had given him. <laughs> I mean, like, but so this it is a, just, this like, is quite unique and fresh. Like, can all, Give it, it a can try. be one hundred percent meat. All my little bits are kind of finally coming into fruition. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I think we might also have a barrel of something you might be interested in. No, no, the chocolate will melt almost immediately. And in his mouth, not in his mouth. Oh, yeah, is the bag of holding temperature controlled? <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's a, a pocket, pocket dimension. dimension, so theoretically, okay. yes. Okay. It's like actually vacuum sealed. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll scoop out some of the chocolate covered. The crickets or grasshoppers? Crickets or grasshoppers? I don't think Butch cares. So you pull them out, and yes, instantly, as soon as your hand leaves the bag, mm-hmm. it's like a Snickers on a hot day. It's just like melting in your hand, and now you have this like brown coating throughout your palm. Uh, all, they all goal? kind of, they all kind of melt together, and he's like, "That does not look appetizing." Oh, but it is. Get a spoon. I, I <laughs> do not have a spoon. <laughs> what? How about a really small glass? He pulls out another goblet and sets it in front a of you. Shot? Do you have shots? He looks under. He's like. Pulls out a, a more of like a shot glass, 
sets it in front of you. All right, I'm going to pour the stuff into a goblet and then try to pour them into a shot. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Just try them. They're so good. They're delicious and sweet and crunchy. Mm. Kind of like takes the shot glass and kind of taps it up and taps the bottom of it to knock the cricket or the grasshopper into his Most mouth. Most importantly, this is a novelty. Hmm, that is... Novelty. This is something new and different. That is quite delicious, however. I don't believe it will preserve well down here, as your hand can plainly see. This isn't stygy after all. That gives me an idea, actually. Hmm. Anyway, continue. You have provided quite a few interesting items, but the... I'm sorry, did you say nut milk? Yeah. I mean... Milk of the nut. Otherwise... Stop it, Lindsay. Every time. Every time. I didn't say anything. I know, but I could see your brain. <laughs> First of all, you don't want to see my brain. No. It's so much worse than anything that's happened here. I don't know. I have known you for 25 years. I think I know your brain. That math's wrong. 24 years, sorry. No, it's like 27. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. We're old, dude. Everybody do maths tonight. Either way. (laughs) Damn near three decades. I think I know your brain fairly well. Anyway. (laughs) This is unfortunately this. uh, This probably won't stay very well. However, this. This chug is. Quite intriguing. Would you be willing to part with the jug? And does it make other things? Yeah, you heard of mayonnaise? Oh, no. And you're baiting me at this point. That's not fair. That's not going <laughs> to keep down here. Well, depending on how this you know, jug works, it might not need to keep. Beer, water, wine, mayonnaise. What exactly would we be getting in exchange for our precious magical jug? Well, you said you needed information, a roof. Yeah, we do. Do you guys have your uh, macrame pit fiends? Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, are we really going to give away this jug? Like... Let's just not want to. This is the best lead we have right now. I know, but it's his favorite thing. Yeah, but there's more of them when you're, like, not in hell. We could, you know. Sure, we could find another one, yeah. Yes. Fine. There are more jugs out there. Yeah. Yeah. World's full. Usually they come in twos. I swear to God. (laughs) Lindsay, I can see your brain. Blah, blah, blah. I see your I'll brain. Grab, 
Oh, great. Look at all you perfect the... people out here. Come on. Macrame, pit fiends, and... Bullshit. <laughs> Do you recognize this fellow? Oh, Butch just got that. I'm, like, proudly holding up mine, because I, like, can't believe how good it is. I'm like... Mm. This is the pit fiend you are searching for. Well, it's a likeness of him. That's I mean, it's a good likeness. He, <laughs> he chuckles slightly. <laughs> he chuckles slightly. <laughs> you really are shooting for the moon, as it were, aren't you? That is a saying that your people still say, isn't it? It's shoot for the stars and you might just touch the moon. Something similar to that. I thought it was like one of these days, Alice. (laughs) Pam. Nope. nope. (laughs) On our jug that we're going to give them, can we just like. Domestic violence is funny because it's the thing. Just leave it at that. (laughs) Old TV shows when domestic violence was something to laugh at. Anyway. Yeah, thanks, honeymooners. Yeah. I don't think he actually ever bang zoomed her to the moon. It was just assault. <laughs> On camera. It was just a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was assault, not battery. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, attorney. <laughs> attorney at law. Arnandai <laughs> Salor Esquire. Now that we've cleared that up... <laughs> I know who this is. I can give you information. And I can give you a spot here in the back to plan, protect yourselves, and make yourselves ready for your inevitable failure. I'll uh, pull the flower out of my pocket. Say, Hmm, where did you get that? from the tower. It's what got us out. Would you happen to know which one of these would get us to him? Well, you would first, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that that will only work while you are in the tower, correct? Absolutely. (laughs) And clearly you know how to get to the tower, I'm sure. It's that way. He laughed, he chuckles again. (laughs) If he could still explain it for those of us who haven't been. You all think that you are going to take out one of Dis's greatest pit fiends. One of Despater's personal generals. Yes, for the second time. Hmm. Even a blind squirrel finds a radish? Is that the same? Nut milk. Oh ah. my God. Some nut milk. It's been a while since I've been to your plane. Unfortunately, I don't remember all of the sayings been and a while. idioms. Uh, pe- people in glass houses uh, sink ships. <laughs> this mix and match shit's gotta go. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like my brain is melted. (laughs) Well, I will enlighten you since 
Clearly none of you know the, the tricks of how to navigate the city streets here. As you are aware... Is there like a hop-on, hop-off tour? As you are aware, the city and the tower itself change consistently due to Despater's growing paranoia, constantly thinking people are here to usurp him. Oh, because funny of that. Because of that, <laughs> the city itself is a labyrinth, an ever-changing maze. Ninety One thing that most people don't realize is a good 90% of the city is just abandoned, a facade. Most of these walls really have nothing inside of them, kind of like an amusement park all set for distraction and confusion. The tower. The tower, however, is very similar in the means that it too is changing consistently. However, the inside of the tower seems larger than the outside. Rooms stretch on endlessly. Hallways that lead to nowhere. Stairwells that spiral on continuously. The only way to effectively transverse from one section to the other is through the use of an object such as this flower, which is typically given to Despater's most trusted. So they can easily maneuver from one section to the other. You find a symbol on one of the pedals of a place you want to go. You touch it to a surface. A portal, direct portal to that chamber opens. There are labyrinths inside the tower. Endless fields filled with creatures that Despater has placed there as guards to keep people out, keep people from getting to his innermost sanctums. There are few chambers near the top for his most trusted. His throne room sets at the very top. Slightly below that is the chamber of his most trusted consigliere, I think is the word that you would like to use his most trusted advisor. Have you heard the name Tativilus before? Have you heard the name Hugh Percival Locker? <laughs> I have not. Yeah, we're familiar. Tativilus is Despater's most trusted advisor. He's the Archdevil's second in command. His throne, well, his place of residence, he wishes it was a throne, is located directly below Dispater, Dispater's throne room. And to his sides lie his other generals, 
One of which is this pit fiend that you speak of. Pit fiend by the name of Mosaxis. Mosaxis. He is the one that that image, I believe, you're trying to recreate. Is that with an S or a Z? And it is... No S's, only Z's. M-O-X-A-S-I-S. Now, to get to the tower, one must eliminate all thought of the tower as you transverse the city. The only way to get to the tower is to purge it from your thoughts. Focus on anything else. Focus on a memory. Focus on a person, a place. Close your eyes. Think, make sure you remove the tower completely from your memory. You cannot, from your conscious thought, you cannot even have a fleeting thought of the tower. And as you turn the next corner, you will find yourself at the base of the tower, outside of the wall. Is that how you get around in there, too? In the tower? No, in the tower is a lot more difficult. You need that flower. Mm. It's a tower flower. It is a tower flower of power. Nice. Ross Tower. <laughs> so you said Moose Asses is going to be like two doors down from Despider? You did not just say moose asses. <laughs> Indeed. Whatever you say. There is a central chamber. Again, this is all hearsay. I have not personally been in the tower. I have done my best to avoid. However, the throne. Next door is squirrel. The throne. Throne we room. need to find moose and square. The throne room is at the top. That is very common knowledge. And then there, if the, the rumors are true, there should be a stairwell that descends from the throne room down to a central chamber. And in that chamber, there will be five doors. The grandest of all would be Tivolus's chamber. The other four would be the chambers of his other four most devout followers. One of which will be the door you are looking for to take you to Mosaxis' chamber. They got like nameplates or room numbers or. I'm not. I do not know. Does anybody walk around up there? Like servants or. I have not been in the tower myself. I am sure that there are some sort of some sort of servants or 
guards, at least. Especially considering Despater's paranoia. I would find it very difficult to believe that there weren't, that there were just random servants. If there are servants, they would be the same small group over and over again. He doesn't let no tongues, eardrums punctured. More than likely, yes. He doesn't allow new people that close to him. The housekeeping bit won't work. Keeping, you want me to flop your pillow? What kind of hotel is this? (laughs) Oh, Richard, I'm so happy. (laughs) Hold me. (laughs) Anyway. References that only the olds understand. <laughs> Bullwinkle and Chris Farley. Oh my god. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so. So, to get to the tower, we need to not think or even visualize in our mind the tower. Correct. It's a clever trick by Despater. And we also need to wait until I can respect my spells. Well, we got a week. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I still want to rush. It's like, what happens if one of us doesn't think of the tower and one of us does? Like, none of us get there? Or do we, like... Like turn around and our friend's gone into the tower and we're by ourselves. Yeah, I mean, whoever cannot purge the thought of the tower will not make it to the tower. So it's like, it's an individual thing. It is, correct. So like, you know, Butch, when he's thinking about meat Sundays, can't ruin us for everybody. Correct. (laughs) Hmm. Or if I'm, like, thinking about Red's mom, or... <laughs> oh, mm. meet, meet Sundays. Red's mom. Has <laughs> got it going. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we could teach her how to make meet Sundays. Brundle tractor's mom. Area, can't you see... You quit stabbing me. <laughs> now, I have a question. Like, if I hands? do a spell, like, right before, like, something that would distract all of us to make it nearly, like, impossible for anybody to think about anything but the fact that there's something super distracting happening, would that help? You can certainly try. Ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn it. You had to know that was going to be the answer. I know. No, I absolutely didn't. <laughs> I think I might have a way of achieving that. Do you have like a spell that blanks your mind or something? I have at least a couple of spells that will at the very least put something else on your mind. Wait. 
I cast crab dance. No, no. (laughs) I do not. Just don't, don't, don't cast baby shark. Hey, I will not be able to think of the tower for like at least three days. Hey, would you like to achieve that through my spell enemies abound or through the spell fear? Hey, because I have those. (laughs) I just sent you an idea. I don't know if it would work. If you can tell me who did you who? Emery. Oh, Uh, that's more of a combat thing. Damn. Okay. It would be real distracting, though. It, it would. Okay. It would. Well, like Phantasmal okay. Killer. <laughs> no, I thought, like, Earth Tremor, because, like, it would knock everybody prone, would, like, be really distracting, but, like, it also might hurt people. So maybe that's That is good. true. Sounds right up But I thought, like, the prone thing, like, people would be like, ah, on the back, this blows. And they wouldn't be thinking about, you know, like, my mom or the tower. <laughs> <laughs> If we fall prone in this and are looking straight up, would we still be able to see the tower? Uh, no, because that's not, you're not looking at the horizon. Then maybe? Uh-huh. But are you thinking about the tower? Are you thinking about not seeing, the fact that you can't see the tower? Oh, God. I think, I think like, Don't yeah, think like, of the color blue. <laughs> In real if, life, though, like, wouldn't you think about like, and I'm not, and I'm not arguing. I'm honestly asking. Like, I'd be like, "Shit, I'm on my back," but I don't know how long like the whole process <laughs> takes. So I don't know if like, "Shit, I'm on my back" is like long enough. Be like, or being like, "Why the fuck did Rut just do that?" And then we all you, like disappear. If well, Elric above traveled east at thirty feet per second, and Arnon traveled west at thirty feet per second. And they both stopped thinking about the tower ten minutes later and turned. Would they end up at the same point? <laughs> Maybe. We have an impossible. This is time. new math, by the way. D and D math. This is Common Core. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I think we need to one rest for the night since Butch you need some, you have some preparing to do mm-hmm. and then we need to prepare ourselves to clear our mind I gotta admit this is just making me think about the tower more oh my god don't think of the color blue <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of hard when Fred Boat is directly below you while you talk <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Think of Azul only. Think of it in other languages. I'm going to end up fighting the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. No. <laughs> so. I don't know what you guys are doing, but. This. Cambian. Turns to you and says now. You're welcome to stay here. Well, we still haven't decided on a price yet. I have given you my suggestion that and Jug... And milk. 
that jug for a place to stay. Do you take the deal? Yeah, as long as the information continues to flow. Yeah. As long as the nut milk continues to flow, the information will continue to flow. I hate it. (laughs) You can hate it. Just just so you know, buddy, you can think of something different every day. Really? This is intriguing. Once a day, change it up. All right, then I believe we have ourselves a deal. Now, through this door, you'll find a storeroom. Damn, screaming at the computer screen. Through this door, you will find a storeroom. And he kind of waves towards the, the back wall where you do see a door right on the opposite side of the bar. In that storeroom, you'll find a hatch. Open that hatch, take a few steps down, and you'll find a modest living chamber where you'll be more than adequately protected for as long as you need to recoup, to prepare, and to plan this suicide mission that you are so willing to partake in. Yeah, we're gonna die. We'll see if this suicide mission is the one that finally does us in. After these messages, we'll die. We just gotta catch him with his pants down. Like last time. Do they poop? Uh, Everybody poops. Why? Pants down. I think our bartender friend here is evidence that they at least fuck. I'm not going to seduce a pit fiend. Was that even on the, you know what? I said catching him in the act, like, you know, catch him with his pants down, not get him to take his pants down, Butch. Yeah, but the best luck is the luck you make. (laughs) What are you making with a pit fiend? I don't know. An abomination, Jesus. <laughs> oh, what the hell is this? Kill me. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, hey Butch, do you know why turtles make such good soup? Because they really like eating good soup? No, because they come with their own bowl. Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> and on that note, as you all enter as you all enter the back room you do find the small hatch open it up and find about a <laughs> six or seven steps into like a cellar style room you walk down there and you do see still iron all around you iron walls iron floor iron ceiling you see a few bunks throughout um, Orpheus you would be very familiar this is more or less an 
a pit stop that the uh, bleeding hand, bleeding heart would have used to smuggle individuals out of hell. You would be familiar with these kind of safe houses throughout the city. And as you all enter this chamber for the nights, we're going to go ahead and end the episode right there. So, thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to uh, don't forget to tune in on Friday for episode four, only four sessions of those natural one shots. Sky pirates, precious cargo. Yeah. <laughs> where we will all will the, will the McFrigate survive? Where we will all be in person, sitting around a table, rolling real dice. Which is the best way of D and D? There's there's no probably there's... drinking that natural nut milk. That's basically what this <laughs> those natural nut milks. So make sure you that pitcher can make Sunny D. Oh. <laughs> right. More purple stuff. It's a wrong campaign. All right, that's so a, that's a very different campaign. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for sticking with us through this ridiculousness that happened tonight. And we will see you on Friday. Make sure you tune in 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash those natural ones. YouTube.com slash at those natural ones. Kick Trovo. And also make sure to like and subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Twitch, tw- tw- uh, t- t- TikTok, uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Why do they all start with T? X. X if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram and follow, follow, follow. Facebook. Follow, subscribe, like, share, tell your friends, comments, podcasts, all the podcasts as well. So, all of them. Thank you all, and we will see you on Friday. Where hopefully the McFrigate doesn't roll a natural one dealing with a dragon god. Indeed. Oh no. (laughs) Thank you all. We'll see you in just a couple days.